and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Just take that old pornhub <laughs> off the shelf. <laughs> These search terms won't use themselves. Oh my god. <laughs> you porn ain't got no soul. <laughs> Just wanna go down that pornhub hole. I got a 50 tabs open now. I'm gonna let you do it. I'm gonna get on and start to browse. <laughs> I wanna look for my favorite videos. <laughs> I wanna go down that Pornhub hole. <laughs> Pretty good, right? I Is that it. the cold opener or what? That's, that's Still got that old Pornhub. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Wow. wow. That was, good. was that good? That was probably the uh, best. I, I didn't think expect your you to jump ever... an octave up. That was. <laughs> that was I, I can sing. Yeah, I can sing good. a little bit. <laughs> well, well, well. Can't sing a little bit. Who can't? Yeah. We all can sing a little bit. Mm. Kelly sounds like the Thermals. <laughs> Nailed. Sounds like Jello Biafra. <laughs> he sounds like he's on a 1930s workout machine. <laughs> I forget who I sound like. I sound like somebody really specific also. And you sound like Jay Retard. Hey. Re- no, fuck you. Hey, don't you know call that. me a Retard. I sound like me, baby. Okay. And you yeah. sound like... Go ahead. Shit. No. You sound like God. a butt farting. God That's my favorite musician is butt farting. This is not the cold open. No, it's not. <laughs> Welcome to Spoof Scoops and Novelty Songs. All right, I'm gonna we'll count down for when we start the podcast. <laughs> Scott always forgets. I feel like you just forget what you're, that you're, it's your line. You have a second line. Should we start? Welcome to Spoof Scoops and Novelty Songs. It's a podcast about dumb shit. We are keeping all of that. Okay. <laughs> and no, if we not. don't, now it doesn't make any sense. I don't think. Do we have a say in that? Scott's the editor. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. yeah. I recommend you keep it all. Uh, we need a theme song still. We do need Ooh, a theme song. We yeah. just made one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is a goof. Yeah. Oh. That technically is a goof. It's technically a spoof also. Marty. <laughs> Scotty. Why don't you tell us what uh, today's theme is? Today's theme is music. <laughs> oh, okay. What movie are we doing? We are doing Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. That's right. Oh, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait to do this. All right, so we're going to pause to watch I, it. No, no, no. I don't want to watch it. I just feel like, you know what? Scott and I, we're in a band. Yeah. Uh, that's true. You guys do have so, insight. I, Kelly, that's interesting that you feel that way because it's the truth. Yeah. We're in a band. Yes. So it's going to be a lot of fun for me and him today and not as much fun for you because you're not in a band. Yeah. Uh, so, mm. Kelly, what's your favorite note? <laughs> wow. I love C. Uh, okay, hey, guys, down the plate. That's pretty. <laughs> I like. I like centrist opinion. What about what about what I like? Well, you're not in a band, so I don't yeah. know. I was uh, Why your opinion would have any value? My favorite once. note uh, is probably. I'm gonna say B flat. B flat. I'm a traditionalist as well. Okay. Yeah, cool. And ours are right right there next to each other. Yeah. We. I feel like we got so much more out of Walk Hard than Marty did. Yeah, that's interesting. That that's our fair. analysis is gonna be so much more fulfilling and just rich in content. Yeah, I mean, I've been around you when you get inspired to write a song, uh-huh. and it's always you, you're you looking at someone and having a conversation, and then you say a phrase like, yeah. I stutter, and then you turn away, yeah. and you're like, I stutter, yeah. and then you start, you write, you go through the right It's you, usually you say, like, shut it? up! I play, keep playing He's that! In the middle. Keep playing that! And no one's playing an instrument, but you yell at them, keep playing that! Yeah. that no! Yeah. Yeah. 
Like a C or a B flat. Yeah, like a C yeah. or B flat. Isn't it usually, like, I heard the story one time was like, Corbin was just like, yeah, I saw all these bodies of cops out there. And this guy was like, a song. This is so uncomfortable Corbin, for me. Corbin does not want to be associated with that song oh, okay. very much. Yeah. Wait, why not? And also, just this is so inside. <laughs> yeah, Scott has a list of all the songs on his wall behind us, so Skelly and I are just... I feel is this like... going to be a running theme where five minutes into every episode I hate it and want to start over? <laughs> yes, I, I think feel so. like we're literally in a VH1 pop-up video, but it's a podcast right now. We got all these pop-ups of fun little facts about yeah. Scott being a songwriter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are a songwriter. You so the songs. movie we watched was uh, <laughs> Dewey Cox, Walk Hard. Correct. And it stars John C. Riley as the aforementioned Dewey Cox. Cox. Um, and so they make a penis joke within the first 15 <laughs> seconds. Barely. Get it okay. out the way. They, but they don't do it the rest of the time, though. I'm going to get my notes out. I took okay. notes even you, on the ooh. movie. There's a bunch of them. There, so once I were, get the notes out, then we can start the episode. They were like adjacent. They kind of just counted on the fact that his name was Cox to not have to make jokes about that too much. Well, they, one of his wife's was named, what, Deanna Cox Tease? Like, oh, really? I didn't. Yeah, Cox Tease. <laughs> Something like is that, that true? I think that, is that how was a gag. Genius! This movie is with a subtle humor. That's I, so funny. <laughs> what were you guys' initial thoughts on Walk Hard? Do you, first off, we've all seen this movie before, I believe, correct? I think. Yes. Yeah, we watched it for that. Well, episode. I watched it for this this morning. So yes, yeah. before then. Yes, that was a good then. question, Marty, and I thank you for laying that groundwork. I, I hate you so much. My initial thought was, ha 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 ha! I'm <laughs> enjoying this comedy film. <laughs> I think the music in this movie is better than it has right to be. And I think that's, it's I agree. Yeah, no, that's like the thing. This movie is actually, it still holds up really well. And I think a big part is that the songs are all like legitimately good. Yeah. For the most part. It's like legit good songs. Well, okay. I would never barely... listen to them in my free time, but they could have yeah. been a lot worse. That's what I'll say. I would have listened to them in my free time when I was like 13 or 12. When uh, when this movie came out, I had Walk Hard and Guilty as Charged both on my iPod. Mm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. It was cool. That's fucking Walk cool. Hard is one that's like not even funny. It's just kind of like a song. I don't think any of the Most songs aren't really that funny besides like the Bob Dylan song. It's like no. really ridiculous. Let's uh, do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because, okay, really here's... Good. Yeah. Let's rank the types of jokes. Okay. Number one... With a bullet, sexual innuendo. Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. Super funny. When you say something, but it could be misconstrued to if mean you, a sexual on. idea. As a spoof podcast, we are here to say, if you're going to spoof anything in your movies, the number one thing to spoof is heterosexual couples. Go. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Start writing. <laughs> I can hear you, Vulture. I can hear you, The Atlantic. Start writing. Uh, I so I thought I took notes for I took a lot of notes for the uh, other movie I watched this week, but for uh, this movie I have one note, which is uh, I'll read it out loud. Uh, when the announcer says "ladies and germs" and everybody laughs, yeah. and then he's just like, "I know, I know," that was funny. <laughs> That's my note. That was my favorite joke in the whole movie. Wow. Yeah. I'd say like the opening ten minutes is. Some of the funniest shit I've seen in movies, in like any comedy movie ever. The opening from like the like he has to remember his entire life before he goes on stage into like through him and his brother, through him cutting his brother in half, through the dads <laughs> saying like he's got a or the doctor says he's got a bad case of being cut in half. Yeah, all uh, of that stuff is super super. Because what they do a lot, well, because they're obviously making fun of the 
formula of yes. the music biopic, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think the number one way they do that in this movie is just like by characters giving like exposition. You know what I mean? Like, they, surely nothing bad will happen. Yeah. Like shit like that. They're like, constantly mm-hmm. referencing like the story going on. They're constantly saying yeah. things like. Uh, this is a really dark time for Dewey Cox. Yeah. But that's like coming from Dewey Cox saying Yeah, that. or like yeah. he's like doing, yeah, right. He says, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that They kind of, I feel like that kind of, this movie really pushed that. I don't know if they invented that kind of jokes, but that was like really prevalent in comedy movies after this. It's, I on. think, well, it's in the vein of just breaking the fourth wall, which yeah. like other other spoofs have done that. But this, this one like is specifically like in the, the, the writing or like yeah. yeah this this formula which it's funny that uh okay i haven't seen what's the, the queen bohemian, bohemian rhapsody. rhapsody uh i haven't seen it but from what i understand it's like they're the still doing they're they, still they, stu- yeah. yeah and this movie came out like when was it like 20, 20 2007 2007 yeah. okay so wow. we've had it was it's been like, over 10 years, yeah. and they're still... It was, like, right after Ray and Walk the Line, the writer and director of this movie, said he, like, approached Judd Apto with, like, hey, what if we, like, made a movie specifically following the formula of Ray, but, like, making fun of Johnny Cash and, like, all these other musical biopics, and they just, like, loved that. I think the reason, like, the this movie works is that it's so earnest, though. It's, like, so... It's, like, just doing a musical biopic. It's just heightened a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And then that's just, like, it, and it's extremely well executed and John C. Reilly is really really good in this movie yeah. which makes the whole thing work. well because the ending I you sort of are like invested in the character even no, though legitimately uh, I'm really happy for him at the end of yeah, the movie yeah, it's like yeah. weird that it works yeah, yeah. No, it's weird really silly so good job guys <laughs> they did a good job Pat, pats on the back for the walk walk hard guys yeah, yeah. it's a great I, I love this movie a lot mm-hmm. uh, the sink pulling out gag which is like Heightened constantly throughout the movie. Love that as like the loss of you don't want no part of this shit. Yeah, that Mm. bit. Yeah, Yeah, very good. Drugs are fine. This is like (laughs) when I saw Train Spotting and he goes through that the scene where like here's what you need to do to get off heroin and I'm like, doesn't seem that hard. (laughs) Uh oh. That was in high school. Cut to Scott. Yeah, right. I think I think if it was really gonna happen, it would have happened by now. We've. Jesus. The pe- <laughs> I'm saying the period where I was like most likely to do heroin has passed. Were is you, what I'm saying. Was that what you were voted for in high school? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he grew up in a small town, Wisconsin, so I don't know if he's even most. Yeah, likely we to were do all heroin. voted most yeah. likely. <laughs> most likely to get addicted to meth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh boy, too real. Uh, this is a dark period for this episode. It is. <laughs> Pause for coughing. Anyway. uh... Oh, I was gonna say you are a songwriter after all, so it doesn't make sense you do heroin. Yeah, true. <laughs> that was uh, what you I know, was trying to get. Songri- here's the thing about, and it makes it good. <laughs> the heroin, the songwriting. Yeah. No, the song, the heroin makes the songwriting they, good because they go well together. You can't really um, experience anguish uh, without doing uh, drugs. You know what I would say? Hard like, drugs. Yeah. My, my favorite Kurt Cobain period was and when... And we all know the only worthwhile thing to write songs about is... Uh, doing drugs. Anguish. Yeah, yeah. anguish. Yeah. So, the same thing. Uh, my favorite Kurt Cobain period was when he uh, got off of heroin, actually. Oh, so... He, when he when died. He's dead, yeah. <laughs> His <laughs> ghost <laughs> era. Yeah. Is that too dark? No. No. <laughs> Thanks. You think you're very edgy, though. That's clear. I'm edgy. Yeah. Goo goo gaga. Yeah. You really. That that was a. Oh God. You're like. You're like Andrew. I don't know. Dice Clay. Yeah. I was trying to think of an edgy comedian, but his would just be like. 
we saying, can like reference Bill Burr again. <laughs> yeah, there. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Much better. Yeah, you're like Anthony Jesselnik, you rude Ooh, boy. Yeah. Who's that? So, should we? Is there any? Uh, we what re- else happens in the movie? <laughs> no, it's pretty. I mean, like, yeah, I didn't expect like a ton of like controversial. Uh, argument going on here because yeah this movie is just like really fucking funny it's, the whole time it's good there's so many guest stars mm-hmm. slash just co- I don't know co-stars tons of celebs supposedly all the all musicians the really wanted to be involved because A the script was so good and they thought that they were like doing a genuinely good version of this kind of movie too it's like all, Jack, everybody wanted to be yeah, involved Jack White mm-hmm. as, Jack Elvis, as Elvis which is I think really his trick funny. was just staring into the middle distance <laughs> like yeah. he, his eyes were like yeah just glazed <laughs> And then the part with um, Eddie Vedder, yeah. when he was like, if, I forget what he said, like, he's like, if John <laughs> Lennon was, and he's making these, like, biblical, and then they cut to, I wanted to hear what he, I wanted to hear the end of it. They cut away from, like, whatever he was saying, like, this oh, he, analogy he was making. I'm huh? guessing he, like, screwed up his lines or something, and they only had him for, like, a few hours. With no, it, I don't I don't think so. I okay. think it was just an editing choice, but no. it was like, you know, and it's, I wanted to hear... That whole thing. Well, because it was like, if so-and-so is this guy from the Bible and this other rock star is this guy from the Bible, then Dewey Cox is, and then they cut to him in the hallway, and I was like, fuck, I, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean anything. Dewey is Cox he? is not a real person, but I was yeah. curious. He's real in our hearts now. True. <laughs> now uh, he is. Beatles bit. Yeah. I love the scene. Mm-hmm. I love all of them. Sort of the joke, I think, there is, and correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but uh, they're drawing attention to the fact that... Um, well, if you look closely, they don't actually look anything like the real Beatles, <laughs> and their impressions are terrible. <laughs> yeah. So do you do you follow me? Does that check out with your guys's? Yeah, I just thought it was a film? quirky scene. You know, wait, Not- that wasn't the real Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they actually filmed that in the 1960s before any of them. Yeah, 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 that was documentary footage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then they remastered it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> The disco part I thought was kind of forgettable, like just not as interesting as the rest of the. Movie. Is that when he's doing the? Right after he gets his TV show, the, yeah. right yeah. after the Beatles yeah. part, he gets his. Yeah, own TV I would. Show. The movie I think like if we're going by like fifths, it's like four out of five spot in the movie. That section of the movie is like lagged a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like Dude. once he breaks up with Jenna Fisher, it kind of just goes downhill for a little bit and mm-hmm. comes back up. Yeah. Like a movie. Actually, that's just describing like a that's yeah. just describing like story structure. Yeah, it was almost like it was like there's, there's climbing and then there's little dips or yeah, like, it's like, it's almost like the tension gets relieved for a second it's but like then the it hero continues climbing. was at his lowest point or something. Yeah, yeah. And then just when it seemed like everything was... Chuckle time, USA. Yeah. Uh, Jane Lynch never gets the cameos she deserves. Her parts yeah. are always too dry for, like, how funny she is. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right, I'm I, glad we all agree. Let's I think move on. The weird thing is looking at this and being, like, two years after this movie came out, a lot of the people doing cameo parts were much more famous. Like, it's filled with people who are just, like, about to become huge comedy stars. Yeah. Like, even then, she, like, was on Glee, but I don't think she, like, won an Emmy or anything for it yet. So this like, was, like, shortly after, or a couple of years after 40-Year-Old Virgin. Right. Like she fucking crushes it. Yeah, yeah, see, that yeah. is yeah. the ca- that is the yeah. kind of fucking yeah. bit parts she should be having, right. not, like, interviewer... Yeah, it's, it does seem weird, yeah. yeah. Like, Kristen Wiig's in this movie, too, with, like, a great part, but great it's part. a really small part, too. It's a small Give part. Give your dreams after he gets a number one hit single. <laughs> like, it's so, so stupid. That she's... I will never give up on you, Dewey Cox, in, like, the next scene, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love, well, I think what she, she made up for the lack of line-having with 
face making. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which she Which always gets, does. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Well, good on her. Yeah. She shows up at the end as an old lady. Mm-hmm. It's great. The, uh, the part where his manager or whatever, like, so first he looks off to the side of the stage, sees his mom, dad, and brother as force ghosts, and then uh, his manager dies in the audience and then walks on yeah. as a ghost and is like, oh, weird. But he's, like, still happy. He's still, like, into the He's, like, dancing. Because <laughs> he's still a fan. I mean, hey, if you died... And you just found out that, like, you get to keep going. Yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do? The Jewish manager thing in general. Oh, their names were, like, Laheim. Their names names were, like, it was, like, the first thing they thought of for all of them, but I actually really like that. Their their last names were Mazel Tov and (laughs) Laheim. Yeah, the best part was when when they're introduced, and then Dewey Cox goes on stage for, like, the first time, and he's doing Craig Robinson's bit, and mm-hmm. he's talking like a black person. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the Jewish people, and they're like, this is racially insensitive, or whatever. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they get the nuance so of it, funny. but, like, them as characters. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well. I think it's time to rate this movie as right. a movie. Dennis Rader. Scott, go ahead. Uh, as a movie, uh, 7.5 out of 10. Wait, wait, wait. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I still don't understand the uh, ranking system. Hey, what does you... as a movie mean and what does as a spoof okay, mean? Okay, as a movie. Did you enjoy this movie? Just oh. how you would normally rate a movie. Oh, so like was it funny? Just how you would, how would you rate this movie if you were like, yeah, the movie's like a 9 out of 10 or whatever. That's like what you would say. Because <laughs> that was the part I was confused the on. Is how does the numbers of it work? <laughs> Here, you want me to do the spoof? Like a 9 here. out of 10 I'll or an 8 first. out of 10. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly, you go. Yeah, I'll give go me first. more examples I'll of numbers out of okay. 10. One movie, out of 10. As a movie, 10 out of 10. It's a good movie. It's right up my alley. I'm in a band. I know all about this stuff. Thank you. I relate. <laughs> as a spoof, probably like a 8 out of 10. Maybe that, maybe even a 10 out of 10. Something around there. It's have a you, high. Have it's either of you ever seen Walk the Line or Ray? I've seen Ray, okay. and I know, yeah. The I mean, bits, the, it's the whole, like, he Because can't Ray's brother <laughs> dies yes. at the very beginning of Ray. Yes. Oh, that's supposed to and be, like, because Ray Charles is blind. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. And then Ray Charles I was blind, like, right up. after that. Yeah. So they just had him be like, exactly. I can't smell it. That that whole, I can't smell thing is my favorite running gag in the movie, for yeah. sure. Uh, as a movie... 7.5 out of it. If it's on cable, I'll watch it. Wow. That's uh, a fair rating. It's a fair rating. And then as a spoof, I like 10 out of 10. Yeah. I think it, it really lampoons what it's trying to lampoon. Yeah. Scott and Kelly, what's fun is I agree with both of you. 10 out of 10 as that a is, movie. Wait, that is fun. <laughs> 10 out of 10 is a movie. 10 out of 10 is a spoof. I think this is a one of my favorite comedies ever. Yeah. And B, I do think this movie fucking nails the musical genre. Isn't it interesting that the non-musician gives the least <laughs> nuanced th- 10 out of 10 and 10 out of 10? Why even have a ranking system? Those aren't even time signatures, really. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Four Common out of four. Ones. Hell yeah. And <laughs> six out of three. Ooh. <laughs> We're going... Math rock. Really fast? <laughs> yeah. The more numbers, the faster it go. <laughs> Music lesson number one. It's six notes per three. Go on. Space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you this. do a space, play three notes. No, no, no. Six notes in a measure. Correct. That's what I was looking right? for. Mm-hmm. I did know that because I know it's four notes in a measure for 4-4. Four, four. 
which is of course the thing everyone uses. Yeah, I'm gonna yes. slap this asterisk on it now that we're now that I've bragged about being in a band. Uh-huh. I'm just I'm the shit boy in the band. I'm the bassist or drummer, whatever they need. We we know who the real shit. <laughs> He's boy a gun is in for hire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just I'm a cowboy on a steel horse. I ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, does that do it for? I think that yeah. does it. Are we doing the novelty Not... thing, Scott? Do you have yeah. a song to play us this week? Nope. Just kidding. Oh! Yes, I do. The whiplash. Ha 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 ha. Let me get my notes out. And he's playing Whiplash. <laughs> my song is the audio from the movie Whiplash. <laughs> Not my tempo. Today's song is A Boy Named Sue by... Does anyone care to guess? <laughs> um, Johnny Cash? John Cash. Oh, I was close. Uh, John Cash. Yeah, if you're... I can call him John because we're homies. (laughs) So this song was written by Shel Silverstein, popular poet, where the sidewalk ends. What? Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. And uh, but it was popularized by Johnny Cash. Uh, Shel Silverstein Silverstein did release his own version uh, on an album he made uh, called I forget something something and other country songs, uh, which was one of the producers on it was famed country guitarist Chet Atkins. So the the Cash version uh, was recorded live uh, on his iconic album At Saint At San Quentin, uh, which was a prison. Um, so he's got two albums that are live recorded at prison one Folsom Prison which he's got his famous song Folsom Prison Blues mm-hmm. and then San Quentin where he's also got a song called San Quentin uh, <laughs> so it was performed in front of you know all the, the, the inmates Hoot and nice, hollering yeah they're crazy yeah. so they uh, on this album they made him play the song uh, San Quentin twice <laughs> Oh, because they just requested He it got again. done with it, and then they're like, play That's it funny. again. And he's like, okay. Play it yeah. again. They all have shifts. Yeah, they all have shifts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sirs. <laughs> Which one came first, Folsom or San Quentin? Uh, Folsom. Folsom. Um, so, uh, at the time of the recording, uh, he had just been introduced to the song. And so, oh, there's a, a movie of it, too, a live of the performance. Oh, and yeah. so you can see him, he's reading the lyrics off a sheet and uh, his band was just kind of like improvising the chords underneath him. So uh, when you listen to it, it's got a very, well, of course it feels live, but it feels extra live because they don't really know making it up anyway, the song. Yeah. So with that in mind, let's get a little tasterino of Boy Named Sue. My fist got hard, my wits got keen, roam from town to town to hide my shame. But I made me a vow to the moon and stars I'd search the honky tonks and bars And kill that man and give me that awful name Okay, well, so yeah, he's, he's sort of just talking the lyrics yeah. of the song and It's so, a story, basically It's a story, it's, it's about a song. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you have a guess? Is, have you heard the song before? I have heard the song before, yes Kelly, have you heard the song before? No Okay, so based <laughs> on that little snippet of what you just heard can you guess what the the story of the song is? He's a boy named Sue. Yeah. But I don't know where the plot goes after that. Well, Kelly, as far as the first act goes, you're right on the money. He is a boy named Sue. He is a boy named Sue. So he's got a deadbeat dad who leaves, but the only thing he leaves the son is his name is Sue. And so everybody's mean to him because a boy with a girl name deserves to be. Oh no! Yep. Yep. Oh no! That's me though. 
You, we'll get there. Uh, so he, so everybody, you know, comes after him, and he fights his whole life through, and so that makes him very tough. So then he goes years later to find his father, tracks him down to a bar. They get into a, a scrape. He says, "Hey, you jerk!" He, he I, I, these says, are verbatim the lyrics. He says, "My name is Sue. How do you do? Now you gonna die?" Yeah. So why did he ask, you know, <laughs> if he's just going to kill him? Yeah. Uh, so they they fight, and then they, it's a brutal fight, and then they, it spills out into the street, and then the dad says, wow, son, you're a good fighter, but, and I'm paraphrasing here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> very much are. <laughs> this must be so, if you know, because nine out of ten people probably know the story, and this is so annoying <laughs> to listen to. Let me give it more detail. <laughs> it's somehow it, you're you're, in the muck of the street. <laughs> your explanation for the song is will longer be longer than the song. Than the song. <laughs> yeah. Well, I research. Okay. Uh, it spills out into the street. Dad says, "God, you're a good fighter. You licked me good, and you could only do that if you're a real tough guy." And the son says, "Yeah," and so uh, <laughs> I believe the dad says. Like, I named you a girl's name because I knew I wouldn't be around, so this was so you would have to be tough to survive. I was getting there, but thank you, you know, Marty. Uh, that's <laughs> exa- precisely what happened. And so then uh, the, the, the final joke is he's like, so, yeah, having a name, being named Sue made me tough, and if I ever have a son, I'll name him. Uh, Bill or George or anything but Sue. <laughs> so Big laugh from the crowd at the end of the song. And... Yes. Oh, and so, uh, that's the other thing is uh, uh, in in the he says son of a bitch who named I'm the son of a bitch who named you Sue in the lyrics and I had to beep it out. But those oh. prison guys love You're swearing. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um. What else? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, Johnny Cash's wife June Carter Cash was the one who encouraged him to play the song on the record after uh, the couple had heard Shel Silverstein play it at what they called a guitar pole, <laughs> which is basically you just go around in a circle with a guitar. Everybody plays the song. Sounds fun. Uh, so. Have you uh, guys ever... <laughs> sounds like college. Marty, it seemed like you had a question. Have you guys ever experienced that, being that you're both in a band? Nope. Oh. So... Uh, would anyone care to guess what this song peaked at on the Billboard Top 100? Oh, this is my favorite part. Uh, seven. Whoa. Okay. It definitely made it onto the chart. Is that what you're saying, though? Ah, yes. Yeah, no, okay, it did. Okay. I'll go with uh, 14. Well, Kelly, it was number two. You wow. are the closest, and you have won the prize. It's barely a song. Right. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah, like it's a lot. That's right. It. So just think of that. You can like improvise something you kind of like heard you some once. So, yeah, read it off a, a sheet of paper and make it to number two <laughs> on the Billboard Top 100. You know, fun fact: uh, my dad, huge fan of Johnny Cash, probably his favorite musician, and I think this is probably his favorite song. I've heard my dad scream the lyrics to this song <laughs> as we were like working, driving around in a truck, him blasting this song on the radio, just screaming the lyrics at me. And he just been like, yeah. "Doesn't seem like a screaming song." He loves he loves the part where he he, he yells, "My name is Sue. How do you do? Now you're gonna die." Because I think my dad really likes Johnny Cash's. Swagger. Yeah, it is. So he sort of talks, sings the the song, but then he'll always he sings the last like note of each yeah. phrase, and it's 
good. Kind of lets him get away with it being called a song. Yeah. Oh, and there's also a part where he just like completely like loses track of the beat. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but he brings it back, and only a true musician could do that. Mm. So there you have it. It's true. It's tough to recover once you get off beat. Mm-hmm. As a musician, you know that. I I know that all too well. <laughs> I've been yelled at by Scott a lot. Yeah. Wow. Kelly, <laughs> uh-huh. you're not on beat. I say. You're ruining my band. Now you gonna die. <laughs> now you are gonna die. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, do you have a novelty product treat for us this week? I do. It's a bouncy ball. Oh. Marty wants his treat. Oh. It's a little bouncy ball. Wow, it's it actually fairly big. big. It is uh, big. I'd say that's double the size of a normal bouncy literally ball. Literally a bouncy ball. Yeah. You could argue. Yeah, it's literally a bouncy ball. So I looked up the definition of bouncy ball. I thought ball. it was just merely a metaphorical bouncy ball, like the political climate or. <laughs> I'm just letting the listener know. We're not claiming it's a bouncy ball. It is literally it is a bouncy liter- ball. It couldn't be We're not lying to you. Anything, anything else. else. Here, listen. That's oh, a bouncy Jesus ball. Fucking Christ, God. Uh, Marty rapped upon it with his knuckles. Oh, thanks for explaining. Yeah, if that. only there were a way to make a noise with a bouncy ball. <laughs> and it's gone. Yeah. I was gonna do that, but I'm not. This isn't my place. I didn't want to break shit. I will hold. At this. least you could hear it. Yeah, you could hear you it. Piece of shit, Kelly. You were saying. I just looked up. I said I looked up the definition of bouncy ball. I did not do that. I looked up the definition of novelty, and I just made sure that this would work. And I think it does because novelty is like a. Something that's like a fad, something that's like you're. It's entertaining for a, a second. And I got a definition. Not. What? Novelty product is something you walk by and you think to yourself, "Gee, you don't see that every day, huh?" <laughs> I guess I don't see bounce. I do see this bouncy ball every day because it's in my office. I believe the definition is it's not a necessity is the big, biggest thing. Like I think like when I because before the podcast before we started doing this to make sure that my stupid ones would work that I had been doing. Uh, I think it's like action figures even fall underneath that category. Yeah, I mean, like like anything like could be considered. Yeah. It. But it's, in my opinion, it's something that's like, it's it's fun, it's fun for a second, and then it like fades. Mm-hmm. Kelly, how and f- with bouncy balls, that fade happens as soon as you lose the bouncy ball. <laughs> pretty much. How fun do you think a bouncy ball is? Out of 10. Out of 10? Yeah. It's pretty fun. Like okay. Eight. Wow. Uh, Scott? I'm not going to answer that question. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, you did say that uh, you just said almost anything could be considered a well, novelty product. No, and we have proven that theory yeah. on this show. Yes, that's true. I'm, if, you, if you could you stretch just it, about anything. No, no, no. We can't. Okay. Here's, and rather than saying what Hold is a novelty on. product, let's say what we can't review on I this wanna, show. No, Bread. No, no. I just, <laughs> Water. If that bread is like, what if it's toast with like a picture of Jesus on it? The other thing is, you don't need bread. <laughs> you make a compelling argument. If you have like rice. I don't think we can review rice. <laughs> as you know, hard as Marty is going to try to bring in I'm some saying, rice from his fucking cabinet. I don't cabinet. think of novelty items as being something that's like not necessary because then like literally fucking everything <laughs> is a novelty item. To I, me. You know, within reason is what I mean. Like, like. Toys, right? Toys are novelty items. Like we were talking about whoopee cushions sure. as a novelty product because yeah, it's like it's like silly and it's fun and it was clearly just made as like a goof kind of. I think bouncy balls count as that. Oh, I'm not I, like I, I agree. this every week. Well, here's what I I'm saying is um it's hard to talk about napkins. 
Um, <laughs> hang on. You want to spit on That's the really just my, my main point. Yeah. Let me see this bouncy ball. All right. I'm going to talk for as long as I can about this bouncy ball. All right. So it's three different colors, um, sort of in a swirl, like a tie-dye pattern. So... Now let's name the three colors, shall we? We could each pick one and then say it. Okay, I'll say green. Okay, Kelly. White. All right, and I'm going to say the third color. I'll reveal it now. That's yellow. You could say this is a Green Bay Packers-themed bouncy ball. You certainly could, and that's a very fun aspect of it. Now, Scott, you say you can't review a napkin, but what about a napkin with a picture of Mickey Mouse on it? Now... I think the difference there between the the amount of content that you can mine out of that is the difference between the amount of time it takes to say napkin and the amount of time it takes to say napkin with a picture of Mickey Mouse on it. So you did increase the talkability by about 60% there. Okay, congratulations to me then. So Marty. this bouncy ball is about an inch and a half in diameter, and uh, I can attest it's got a good bounce to it. If I drop it from, you know, let's say about... Three feet uh, above the ground, it bounces... Uh, two feet off the ground. Back. Yeah, I would say it gets... Yeah. Yeah, One and a half, two feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is one of those bouncy balls that's like the nice thick ones. Those little ones are the ones that get lost so easily. This big one, it could do some damage if you really whip it. Yeah, yeah if that. you really chuck it at somebody. <laughs> I'm tempted to do that. Oh, in no, this no. moment right now. Scott, no, stop. Now, I will say there is one, what I would call a structural, I don't know, hiccup uh, yeah. with the bouncy ball, and that is it has a, a seam Crease. going right around the uh, yeah. equator there. I've never Which I believe that. is from uh, the mold that they use. Now, what they do, there's a substance here on Earth called rubber. I don't rubber, like this right? anymore. I'm bored a bit. <laughs> and that's what a bouncy ball is made of. And the thing with rubber is that, uh, well, you, you push it, you bend it, it always bounces right back. So what they do is they pour. You got to heat up the rubber. It, it becomes. It turns. It becomes a liquid state. You pour that into a mold, and uh, it'll take just about any shape you want. So you don't don't have to have just a bouncy ball. You could have a bouncy rod. Uh, Marty's making a, a signal that he wants to slit my throat. Is that? <laughs> I was giving you the wrap it up sign. I'll just play the music. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a musician. I don't know. No, let's do your thing now. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if you think you're such a great uh, time filler, no. Let's hear what, what you got. No, I'm good. I was so there's my review. Uh, okay, good. So you're gonna rate it now? No, my the question we have to answer is: Does it? Is this well, let's a break down product? the the uh, factors we're gonna rate this on. No. Now, I think bounciness is is one. And Can we rate it as spoofs? What we I need to do wanna... is work out if we're going on a scale of five, a scale of ten. I don't know if Scott's shitting on just you or both of us. I'm shitting on this whole thing. <laughs> he's getting shitting on the concept of the podcast. I think. Well, you don't have to be a part of this, dear listener. Hang on, dear listener. Uh, okay. Scott's gonna do that every week, so get used to it. <laughs> So we're assuming that they love this, and I'm the, <laughs> the, the voice of dissent. I'm ruining this for everybody. I don't think you're ruining it for anybody. I right think <laughs> I was hoping I would bring a bouncy ball in, yep. and you would think, oh, I remember that one time when little Kevin and I were walking down the street home from the pier, mm-hmm. and we were at the, the crane game machine, and I got a bouncy ball from the arcade, and I, I lost it in the sewer on the way home. That's what I was hoping. You're projecting, Kelly, right now. Just admit that it was you and little Kevin. (laughs) Scott, we're just looking for conversation topics. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm talking. (laughs) We're just looking for conversation topics. I don't know what I did wrong, and I feel Everything. so attacked right now. You're just being you feel it. This was supposed everyone. to be fun, you guys, and you're making this into something negative. 
I think I just had a break from reality for a second. Yeah. <laughs> God, I need to work on Marianne Williamson's campaign as the spin doctor. Cool. Now that's topical. And now you'll know when we recorded this. Mm-hmm. During the presidential r- r- race. Well, that week is specifically what I mean. Yeah, that week that she was still in the running. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> She's one of those people, though, I feel like will be... In the fucking thing until the very end. Like I should be the last person to drop. I want her to be the first Wiccan president. <laughs> I, was she the one we need more crystals in the White slam House. Tried to dunk on New Zealand right away or something? I didn't watch. No, I she know. was the one who was, who, uh, she just said a bunch of crazy stuff. She's like an author. Um, She's Oprah's friend. Is that true? Yeah. Book club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in that book club with Oprah. <laughs> I don't know what the One name of, of it is. It's some, it's like Oprah's book club. I forget yeah. what the name is. Though. But it's got to be a pretty tight-knit group, you know? <laughs> These book clubs, they got a capacity limit. Scott, who's your pick for the Democratic candidate? Uh, oh, wow. that's It's hard to... Okay, I, in all honesty, I'm torn between uh, Bernie and Warren, mostly. Yeah. I think... Uh, wild card, Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi's not going to win it, though. That's why I said wild card. Yeah, I know. Bernie and Warren, both great. I think Bernie, I think it's Warren's year. Now, you're a big uh, Biden guy, aren't you? I love Joe Biden. <laughs> Dude, he's like America's... You're touching my shoulders right now. <laughs> he's America's funny grandpa. Yeah. He's America's cool uncle. Yeah. I love that he, like, after the debates... He's got big Uncle Jesse energy. A bunch of his support got pulled this week, like, as soon as the debates got done, because of all mm. the segregation stuff that got brought up against him. Uh, yeah, I think Biden and Warren are both great. But I also think Kamala Harris is probably going to get the nomination. Would be my guess. Wow, you think so? I th- I think it's gonna it's gonna be a three way. Well, you are wearing a Blue Lives Matter shirt, so <laughs> I guess that does track. Weird thing to say. She's uh, a cop. I know that, but yeah. like, she still is like. She's gonna lose the A cap vote. <laughs> <laughs> huge, huge demographic. <laughs> okay. That <laughs> and the very organized, I will say also. Kelly, who's your pick for the Democratic National? I think it's John Kerry's year. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gonna be resurrected. I know he's not dead. But. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna resurrect his 2004 campaign. Right. They're like yeah. it went so well last time. Yeah. They just have to That's add. So, they just cross wait. out the zero and four. They're like. John Kerry, John Edwards. That's the ticket oh, for Oh, we love John Edwards. We stand yeah. John Edwards. I fucking... Because oh, he's got Edwards. sex appeal, baby. Tim Kaine, all these guys. Great picks. Crossing over. <laughs> yeah, my favorite John Edwards my show. favorite John Edwards. We're talking about the same John Edwards, right? Yeah, yeah, the mentalist. <laughs> uh, all right, that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah, I think so. So thank you for listening, everyone. We really appreciate it. <laughs> The end.